producer. I think we're good. We're good? Yeah, okay, we're so. in. Sweet. We're doing it now. We're doing it live. Let's go. Um, Tom, welcome. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Mason. Thank you. If you could just uh, introduce yourself to the audience, that would be great. For sure. Um, I'm Tom Delaney. I'm the founder of uh, Goose Thumps LLC. Um, Let's go. Event company turned artist and talent management management company in chicago nice welcome thank you so uh i know that you've seen a couple episodes <laughs> yeah yeah i'm a big fan dude thanks bro Appreci- yeah i appreciate that man of course they're good but i was gonna say you probably know how we start these <laughs> uh <And> yeah <laughs> that is with a question what was your first concert yes um well prepared for this one um, <laughs> It's a good one too. It was the very first Spring Awakening ever in Chicago, which was on Soldier Field. Uh-huh. Um, my buddy Freddie had like just introduced me to EDM and dubstep in particular, like months earlier, which I hated as much as everyone or a lot of people probably do when they first hear it. I was just like, "What the hell, man?" Was it like the bro step, or was it more the UKF? Like- um, it was. Uh, it was. It was kind of like I guess it was the American stuff like pretty wompy um i'm forgetting one of the first games it was like it wasn't skepta but uh mm. no i can't remember who it was but it was like the ori- some of the original dub skepta uh skrill and benga or oh, oh uh well skrillex not but skrillex not, of course, uh, but um scream i was scream, scream sorry scream. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah um so i listened a little bit of that um and then he just asked me if I want to go to Spring Awakening. Like it was going to be a lot of that stuff. Um, diving in for the first time into EDM. Like I like kind of liked a few songs by that point. Uh, and I said, you know, sure, I'll go. Um, had a blast. We saw Skrillex that weekend. Uh, Afrojack headline too. It was like a great way to dive into dance music. Um, oh, yeah. So that was my first concert, dude. It was sick. I was just graduating from high school, getting ready to go to college with my buddies and you know, he got a summer to do absolutely nothing for a while. So it was good memory. Sure. For sure. It was awesome. I think we're like a similar age. I'm 29. Same here. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I, that was the one where Skrillex had like the mothership thing where it was like, you yeah. would raise up. Yeah. Yeah. You would get like way up there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I I see I don't remember it moving up and down, but I remember the spaceship. You're probably right. I definitely remember the spaceship on stage. It was a spectacle, dude. And being on like I'm a big Bears fan, so just literally like being on the field was sick. Oh yeah. No, it was <laughs> dude, it was so sick. Honestly, what happened? Is Spring Awakening dead? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, it moved to like didn't move to like rolling rolling meadows and northwest suburb or schaumburg i think yeah it's so it moved out there, it went yeah. from soldier field over to uh douglas park right and then over by uic and then it moved to i think like now arena over in like hoffman estates oh man or the, oh. the sears center parking lot i don't know if it's the same yeah. place but yeah 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 and, and then they tried to do like after covid like that fall awakening because they lost so much time. Oh, I did see that. Get it together. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I was like, "How do I buy tickets?" I was thinking about going because I was so, like, <laughs> I needed to go to a festival. Yeah. And then I just remember them saying, "Like, yeah, we're not doing it." I was like, "Ooh, that's not good." Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if who am I to say it if it's dead, but I haven't really been interested in going for a while. 
see like i would though because i'm i'm looking at this lineup here um, uh-huh. from 2011 and if oh, they brought dude. this lineup back i would probably go i'll show it here you, you can't the, the thing is you can't retroactively it's like 2020 hindsight you're like dude how is how are all these people on a bill yeah yeah because now they're so much bigger mm-hmm. right so but let's hear some names yeah so we got skrillex and Afrojack, benny benassi moby flux carl cox oh my god dude i can't so, believe i didn't even remember all those guys yeah. oh i know <laughs> like carl cox back in the day you would have had to been an old techno head to kind yeah of i remember him. i saw carl cox and i was like nah, yeah i wanted right. that dubstep yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then they had oh man you know what i loved about spring awakening was all the trance people that they brought through it was like mm-hmm. the last chicago trance music events that we'd hear so like yeah fairy corston marcus schultz uh laid back Lu- eh, not really trance but oh, yeah. um fairy morgan page dude like this is yeah that's awesome yeah this is pretty cool yeah i'm yeah. gonna dive into those trance guys way more now i was not yeah, into Mace, that back then you were like ahead of the the game somehow i was not like a trance guy back then yeah. but you well, yeah. when i for spring awakening was actually my first festival but i went the year after mm-hmm. um and i had only ever seen two dance music artists it was dead mouse and armin mm-hmm. um so we'd kind of just bounce around from every stage like got to peep the house stage you're like okay chicago house like that's pretty cool yeah obviously go over to the main stage and you know do your cherry picking to like right carnage or whoever it was right uh yeah the trance stage was always like never like terribly packed Uh and it was just fast and you're like oh i'm sweaty like this is fun yeah Yeah. (laughs) that was cool damn you just reminded me though i I, my first show actually was not that it was uh it was pretty lights opening for skrillex at congress like the, the winter before that Wow, I I guess Spring Awakening just trumps that like in spectacle. Maybe that's why I remember well, that, was that like first, first but festival. Yeah, yeah. So maybe. Um, yeah, I guess I don't know. That I just thought of that first, but um, but yeah, I mean, Congress is that was a piece of history for EDM. I think I know, in the, the, across the country, I think that place was pretty well known, and obviously in Chicago, yeah. if you like dance music, you went to Congress a number of times. Probably saw Zed's dead there. 10 plus times a lot of good experiences there it's still like it still says congress on the front of the building like they haven't touched it which is kind of funny to walk by there was a rumor that they were going to revive it i heard that too and then that never happened (laughs) maybe probably so many code violations on there yeah dude that place was jank i remember they would like yeah like and i don't even know how young we were but like i just remember some kids would get kicked out for like doing like drugs or something and they would literally just take the drugs and i swear they'd just be like oh great now i have drugs like the security and then like you could get back in but there was just like a slap on the wrist yeah. they were like yeah don't do that but we're gonna take these yeah well i remember hearing some bad stories about security too and um i don't know like bass nectar would play there or other artists and like people would be geeked up that they're bringing their own security they're like way chiller security staff tonight um, oh so I remember like that, that was the rumor like oh we we're good yeah tonight. rumor may be true i don't know but uh i just like remember kids like getting excited for that too which is funny yeah <laughs> and i mean now the concord's like pretty good it's i not- love concord that's my favorite venue concord legit is like great sound yeah the perfect size people 
look, I don't know. Maybe you're having a bad day. <laughs> not very nice. <laughs> no, they get bad. Not as bad as Aragon, though. Mm-hmm. Air, dude, they won't let you in with nicotine at Aragon a lot really? of times. Yeah, my buddies have experienced. Um, but yeah, I love Concord, man. I've seen so many great shows there. Yeah, me too. Hip-hop and dance music. Um, really good spot. Yeah. You know what's something that like, I maybe I just don't know the answer to this, but you know how back in that time period everything was put on by react yes yeah like or like silver something i forget what the name of the company was but not remembering that regardless like react i'm pretty sure owned the mid but like what happened to these companies did they just get eaten up by the forces i don't know that are right now i thought react got bought up by sfx okay let me find out though. That's interesting. I wonder if React was even around till the pandemic and that did that, them in. The oh, pandemic I wouldn't remember well enough to know, but twenty twenty React was bought by LiveX Live. Okay. I don't even know them. Even there's even things where like I remember when I was buying tickets. This is like my conspiracy brain going. Love when that. I was buying tickets <laughs> tickets back in the day, it was through um I mean, like Ticketmaster is still a thing, obviously, but I forget what the other company was. But now it's like AXS or like yeah. Dice or something. Yeah. And Dice feels guys. like it's for smaller shows, but AXX feel, AXS feels like it's for like the more like radius or something like that. Yeah. But I'm also That's like, accurate. I feel like it's the same thing that nightclubs do where they change the name, but it's still the same mega corporation. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like repackaged as something cooler and sexier. Yeah. It's really not. Like, I bet you if we looked at the money trail, it would just be like, <laughs> see, I knew this was inevitable. As announced prior. Lady, go, go, go leave us now. She's protecting us, man. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, the the ticketing and promotion companies become hard to track. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we need to do like a dark, uh, you know how like, maybe I'm just like too much on YouTube now, but I swear if you put dark in the title, you're hitting that SEO. <laughs> like people love dark history or like the dark underpinnings of like wh- why shit happens. Yeah, yeah getting into the conspiracy tangent exactly. a little bit. But yeah. I was going to say, I feel That's like a, a good little deep dive, maybe like a, I don't even know, like an episode non-podcast would be just to yeah to, to deep dive on like where the money trail is. That'd be this. a good That's one. A good little bonus episode. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. And we could like wear <laughs> tinfoil hats. <laughs> That'd be stupid. Um, anyway, <laughs> back to the show. Um, you know, Tom, you do a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, and one of those cool things is a, uh, you know, the Goose Thumps. Right. Killer name. Thank you. By the way. Got to credit Shout my out. buddy. What, what, yeah. What's the bass? Got what you guys fitted. Well, the back of the shirt says, uh, we bring you the bass. Yeah. So, but the Goose is bringing you a bass, bass fish on the shirt. So that's one of my <laughs> mer- good, merch yeah. design feats. No, it's good. Then. Yeah, thank you. But I kind of want to, we got to do a lot of origin stories. I feel like that's always yeah. important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how did this come to be? Like, yeah. when did you get the name? How did that get finalized? Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Um, so 2019, I was still 
just trying to be a DJ producer at that point. Um, you know, trying to get myself bookings, like emailing my own credentials and songs and mixes to promoters. And that was proving pretty fruitless. So it wasn't so exactly like I'm going to do this, but, um, Halloween was coming up. Um, and I was just like, you know, I mean, so I get, you know, the main reason I probably can't get shows as a DJ is because I wouldn't sell that many tickets, which is true. But I was like, I mean, I would probably get like 20 people to go. And then, so my uh, four buddies, uh, three buddies who also DJ and produce, um, they would also for sure get 20, 25 people to go. So I kind of rounded them up in a group chat and was like, would you guys want to just like put our own show together for Halloween this year? Um, you know, we'll just promote it ourselves. I'll find a venue. We'll sell tickets and just have like a pretty like underground EDM type dance party. Um, and they were all down. And so the name Goose Thumps, that was originally a name for a Halloween party, which, you know, spooky goosebumps, goose thumps. Um, so, and that name stuck because we just all thought it was dope. We're like, let's keep this for the long term. Um, but yeah, and then so I guess that's how the larger idea came to be, just like combining forces of lesser known artists, like independent local guys. Like I followed so many dope producers on SoundCloud who I loved their music and I was like, I've never seen them on a bill. Um, I know they don't play shows at least very often. Um, so let's just like extend this model to the larger producer community in Chicago. Um, and that's how we, that, that was kind of the spawn of the idea. So Halloween, me and my three buddies played the three guys who would go on to be my starting partners with the company. And then we did one more show with just us playing. Cause at first, like the easiest way to get people in there was off our own networking, you know, like the big step to just like do, stepping back and doing the event production and filling the bill with other artists. That was going to be like an initial risk for sure. So mm -hmm. we did our second event on our own. Um, and then, so COVID happens. So we have two dope events in person and then we got thrown that massive curveball. Um, ended up going, continuing to go well though. So our first show with other artists, like the model that took us to the end of last year, um, it was with uh, Liney, was like the biggest name on there. Um, Cozy Kev and anyone who knows uh, the Subu Music Collective, it's like Aviate, Hangsty. Um, they work with Palpa too. Palpa was there for this next one. Um, and Cozy Kev, I mentioned him. Um, I think that was everyone. Um, but I posted on Reddit, just like, yo, new um, event promotion company in the EDM scene in Chicago. Like we're going to do all the, all the heavy lifting on the event. Just like, we just need artists to play who are like good or talented or, mm -hmm. you know, you know, small bar of quality. Um, and Liney and his boys, um, Hank Sturfer is the first one who hit me up. He was like, yo, I produce with all these guys. Let's do something. Um, and so that actually was going to be an in-person show. We had met before the pandemic started but ended up being a live stream um called bass bubble <laughs> which if you the the venue was like an all white thing like it kind of looked like a little futuristic bubble like the Dude, the branding hit it was you, cool did you guys do something with the reset guys we did they okay. they uh so this was in august and then they were the next one and that was for yeah, halloween i remember that yeah yeah and they had uh we got like blake 
uh, Cam, uh, Jake played, Nada played. Ellipsis, uh, Cam Stacy. Yeah, 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 thank you. Um, and TYGKO um, spit some bars there too. So that was really sick. Um, and this whole time too, I'm like learning OBS Studio, which is <laughs> yeah. like just how you make live streams. Same. Yeah. yeah, dude, like... I mean, I was just like crash coursing, crash coursing myself in it. Um, but the stuff looked good. Um, getting like a seamless quality on live streams was hard, um, but it, it looked pretty good. Um, and the guys had a great time. And so we did one more live stream after that. Um, and then we got back to in-person events and ended up doing like over 20 shows. Uh, working, really? Yeah. Yeah. Working with over 50 artists. Um got like five, 6,000 attendees total across the shows. Um, and obviously like the whole idea behind it is supporting local and independent artists. Um, and our total fees paid to the talent by the end of all the events was over $10,000. Wow. So that was money that we helped generate for local musicians in the city. That's amazing. It was, yeah. And it was so fun, man. Like we got some good recap videos up there, met so many people like we did, like an online mix stream and like we had people from the UK and, and California making mixes for us. Um, so the network that created and like memories it made not to, to be super corny, like it was awesome. Yeah, no, that is awesome. And yeah. You were working with good friends of yours too. Yeah. And then um, the network, like the, the, all the best parts, like the underground dance scene, like we're really shining through like so many referrals. Everyone would tell the next guy that we did a great job. Um, so that was just like really cool to see. Yeah. When you're like organically building the word of mouth and th that kind of tells you like you're on the right path. Exactly. And, uh, cause like our, the, the performers were as much our audience as the fans. Like we're doing this for the guys who deserve to be playing shows for people. So, um, their, their kind words and good experiences like met the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's dope, man. Yeah. So yeah. One of the things I wanted to ask was just yeah. that, like, you know, you're working with other people and, um, you know, you mentioned that you reached out on Reddit, but was it like almost all word of mouth at a certain point or was there uh, time and energy spent into reaching out to people? And like, how did that? Um, yeah, heavy happen? on the heavy on the ladder, I guess to, to, to dive into it. It was more like um, when I would reach out to people, they would be familiar They'd be like, oh yeah, my buddy, my buddy told me you guys did a great show with them. Um, mm. So, you know, our like contact us wasn't bursting at the seams, but like when I would reach out to people, they'd already be like pretty acquainted. Like maybe they saw the recap video, mm -hmm. you know, they talked to their buddy who just played um, and that made the agreement process that much more simple, you know, having a few good referrals. Um, so yeah, um, people like the artists like knew who we were when I would, you know, usually DM them on Instagram. For sure. Yeah. You got like the co-sign already. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. We're, uh, you know, pre-certified in a way, I guess yeah. a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's important. Yeah. But yeah. So like, I guess, I don't know. I mean, so like after those 20 shows, did you decide to stop doing live shows? Because I haven't, or, is yeah, come back. No, you're good. Well, <laughs> I definitely don't want to say it's like done forever. It is done for the time being. Um, yeah. And so my focus got into management. Excuse me. Um, it's the beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so I'm thinking about the future of the business. Like the events are are getting expensive. Um, yeah. 
and the workload's a lot. Um, I mean, putting you events together is a lot of work. Like I, I spent my most, most of my time, I feel like like busting my ass, like lifting heavy equipment <laughs> and doing stuff like that. And like, God bless all my partners who did it with me for so long. Um, but you know, so I was always, I was thinking of a phase two in the back of my mind. And, you know, as I'm making this massive network of musicians and DJs in Chicago, like management was a very natural first thought. Um, but, you know, we were like cruising on the event. So I was like, I'll, I'll let that come to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so after, um, one of our shows, uh, Tazu played, who was just here. Um, oh yeah. He told me like about how it kind of worked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He touched on it a bit. He's the best. Um, but so he, he hit me up after the show and he, he told me to let him know if I knew anyone looking to manage. He was like, I'm looking for a manager. If you have any good references, like, um, let me know. And I basically just volunteered myself at that point. Um, you know, my only experience is, is in the events. And so my pitch was just like, I'm doing, I'll be doing this for the first time, but you know, I'll put the same work effort and like passion into you that I'm putting into these events. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we kind of just started the hand, that handshake agreement on trust. He was like, all right, dope, let's do it. Um, and it was sick. He was my only client for about a year, got him a bunch of small shows, um, you know, just helped him push his music um, and stayed in really close touch throughout that time. And, and we've made a lot of progress. Uh, we're working on a lot of dope things. But then, so he, he that was the only time I, I kind of got myself my own client. Um, the next two guys, Cozy Cab and Care, they asked me to manage them, which I'm mm. sure they'll vouch for if they <laughs> listen to this. But uh but yeah, dude. And they, so they just gave me a call, um, you know, long story short, asking me if I'd be down to help them kind of more of a long-term way. Um, but the cool, and the cool part was that like, I gave them the same pitch I gave Tazu, which is, I mean, pitch is the wrong word. Like I was literally just like being an you honest. You were upfront and honest. Yeah, exactly. Like I was just like, yeah, dude, like you have my word that I'll bust my ass and like, you know, do everything I can. And like, I'm going to be, it'll be a little bit trial by fire. Like I'm going to be learning as we work on stuff. Um, but they were both down, dude. I still work with all of them. Um, and I think the cool part is that, um, like they were down, um, in light of my lack of true management experience. Like they probably could have all chased someone who's had a lot more years under their belt doing management. Um, but like, I think there was a lot of trust there and, like I, I was friends with them before we, you know, we had ever started talking business. Um, and they just saw the type of work that I put into goose Sum's events. And so it was pretty much based on that, I think, which I think is the really cool part. Yeah. So I kind of want to go back to the events for just a sec because sure. there's, be there was a lot, dude, it's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> because like it's, there's that like, yeah, like, okay, we could book all these cool people, mm -hmm. but how much is that going to cost? And who's going to come to the show? Yeah. And are we going to lose money on this? Like, right. did you have any experiences where you lost money? I mean, you don't, like you can say generally or whatever, but like, mm -hmm. I guess, I don't know. Like, I just want to know a little bit more about yeah. wh when you're like, okay, this is going to be a good show. And I know that like our ducks are in a row and we're going to be fine. Yeah, for sure. Um, happy to shed light on that. Cause I hope other people would start doing random stuff like this. Um, it, it, it was, we, we never really made money on a show. Um, we would barely break even or lose money. Um, 
And I mean, I think that's mostly because doing underground events is really expensive. Like we weren't just going to a bar that would basically book us as talent and we get our tickets and they keep the drinks. That's something I was hoping to, to work towards, but you know, that's a whole nother conversation. Like getting yourself booked at dope venues is really hard. They got a laundry list of talent. Um, yeah. And the private events were dope. Like we did like a repurposed funeral home. We did like a rooftop at an <laughs> office. <laughs> so Hilarious. It was our first Halloween yeah. show. So it was kind of perfect. Oh, that's but perfect. Yeah. And then just like random art studios with really dope stuff on the walls. Um, a rooftop of an office building. So like the weird venue component was a huge aspect in my opinion. Um, but those, those rental fees that people want, um, that for like, like gear and stuff. Or uh, like CJ? no. So, so like the office building we did, like they, we had to give them like seven grand just to be there for the day and they didn't have speakers. Wow. They didn't have a bar. They didn't even have tables. They had nothing. So then we're renting all the equipment. We're getting the CDJs, the speakers, the subwoofer, um, stuff for the bar. Like the like the bartenders need tables. Yeah. I mean, we bought the booze a lot, even. Yeah. Um, Was it like Costco, Benny's? <laughs> uh, Benny's, dude. They Benny's. do great volume stuff. Um, okay. But and also, we're not making money on the booze. Like we actually did do this legally. Like of course, anyone can illegally sell alcohol, but and just like send it to a Venmo or something. Yeah. So and we like we were hiring bartenders, and you know they they keep their drink sales because they're licensed bartenders. So yeah. we're only getting money on ticket sales, um, and the the expenses uh, j just outweigh the ticket sales almost every time. Which yeah. you know maybe an expert could have done more, but. I mean, outside of getting into legit venues, which um, I guess I just didn't have the network for at the time. Like I've, that was the only way I, I saw to do it. Um, and I don't think you can jack up the prices of an underground dance music show. Like we were no, doing 20, um, 30 bucks. Like, and that's, that's what it should be, dude. Like you can't charge someone 50 bucks to go to a random art studio, like off the beaten path. It, it makes it not cool to start with. Um, and yeah, and you know, we would do open bar stuff when someone, you know, maybe the ticket center is $60, $70, but you're getting a whole day of drinking with that too. So what was the highest ticket that you had? Um, so, I mean, the highest one with an, we did like a open bar Halloween party, um, which I think got to like $75. So, but you get like drinks. You're, you can stand at the bar all night. Like, yeah, okay, I won't, okay. no one would do that obviously, but yeah. Like, <laughs> or like, you know who did that? Cause they're like, laying on the <laughs> yeah. Ground. And then you're blackballed. Um, right. no, but yeah, man. So it was good value. Um, we never priced it, um, to put money in our pockets. Um, I think if we stuck with it and like, we could have gotten like an investment or something or done other things to at least get to a point where the business can sustain itself. Mm -hmm. Um, but, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I was basically looking at making that move or doing the management stuff. And like, I, I got into it because I love music and I'm a lot closer to the music doing the management than I am doing the events. Um, like I said, the events became a ton of legwork. Uh, you know, it's like event operations, logistics, vendor management, all this stuff that, um, you know, isn't music. So it was dope and I'd love to get back to it. Um, you know, the Goosebumps brand is still what I manage under. So We'll get back to that. But for now, I, I'm really enjoying the management and like working really closely with the artists on their music. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's it's tough. Yeah, it's that was a long winded the, answer. No, 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 um, no. I, li I like it. I almost want to keep talking about it, but I don't want to get too technical with it. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, I mean, I, I guess 
so the way we were able to keep doing it is I think teaming up with your buddies who love it. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, if you take a small loss, but divide it by four and you love it, like that's pretty manageable. Like, like we're, we're like, well, I'll do this amazing thing for 200 bucks, you know, um, or whatever it may be. So, um, yeah, get a team, uh, and you know, know what you're willing to spend on the business. Um, and yeah. you know, make, keep it fun. And I, it wasn't too hard. I'm not like a business guy. I feel like I've said this a couple times on the show. <laughs> Mace. Business. Business. Yeah. <laughs> stocks but like i watched some shark tank <laughs> and um you know like a lot of the businesses like how much debt do you have and they're like a lot or you know like sometimes i'm like that's a lot of debt but it, yeah but a lot of companies it's almost that's how they that's how they have to start yeah like so, the, if you like google the rule of thumb it's like you're not profitable for five years for any startup right yeah so but i mean that's not like good advice for other businesses. Like no. if you get into something else and you're just, dude, I still haven't made any money. It's like, dude, yeah, you work at McDonald's. <laughs> it's like, you're getting paid. You're not even starting a business. No, but it's, I don't know, man. It's just, I don't, so I don't know like what the metric is in the event space. Like, should you be not making money in the start or you know what I mean? Just to get the word and get, yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I, I know I can say, I, I've not worked with a lot of people, even just like I'm like going in as the student, like how'd you do this or whatever. And everyone says like people with venues, even that there's no money in events. So it really mm. is a labor of love. And, but I'm sure that's a scale thing too. You know, once you have enough value, once your radius, yeah. <laughs> or something those, like that. Crazy drink tickets. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I, I just did it the way I did it. I, I, it, it's not the perfect way there, that I did it. I'm sure um, someone probably could have made some improvements, but man, it's all it's all just trial and error after yeah. a point, though, right? Like, yeah, you try something, you learn something, and mm -hmm. if you find me somebody who made like money on their first event or mm -hmm. even a lot of money, yeah, they were either up to some shady shit or they like. I don't know. Yeah. Had some experience beforehand They're or just mob. got really fucking lucky. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like, you know, <laughs> totally, man. Yeah, I agree. Um, and yeah, like we, I played it safe on the legal aspect. Like, I mean, you know, we're talking about underground dance music, like there's a lot of shit you can do to make money. Um, and like, but I didn't want that risk. <laughs> like the bar, for example, like that's a gimme to cover some of your losses. But yeah, if you get busted selling booze, um, I don't know the, I don't want to know the repercussions of that. Yeah, no, yeah, it's probably not worth it. Mm -hmm. So just to like put a pin in this whole events thing, um, if you were to do events again, mm -hmm. is there anything that you learned specifically that you'd be like, I just would not do that again? Um, that's a good question. Um, I don't know if I made any like grave errors that I would love to take back, but what I would have done maybe is partner with a venue, be like, well, you know, maybe do like a five or 10 event contract and then they're going to knock down that price for you on the rental fee. And now maybe you can start making some money to put back into your business. Cause every time, I mean, that's just basic, like, um, you know, if you sign on for one year, it's going to be pretty expensive. But if we get you for five years, we'll, we'll cut you a great deal. You know, just something like that as an example um, yeah. to make it more sustainable. Um, Buying in bulk. 
Yeah, yeah. But you know, like all the different venues were dope. So I don't even know. But definitely the fit the the fiscal part, you know, could have been improved, but it's all good. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll go back to management then. <laughs> but also I wanted to go back to something we talked about before the show, and that's that, you know, you were a producer. You were a DJ. Right. And you know, it's almost like it's not like the major leagues, like where, you know, there's so few people that make it. There are a surprising amount of people that if you stay in the game, yeah, you can make it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but like, you know, you were I feel like, you know, when we were talking about you were like, that just didn't seem like your path, mm-hmm. but you still wanted to be in the creative industry, but not necessarily creating stuff. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. So. I guess, I don't know, like, it's just a different way of filling up your cup. And the management yeah. is more that. Like, you said you're closer to music yeah. with the management. What do you mean by that? Um, like, you know, whereas before I may have been, like, hiring bartenders or renting speakers at Guitar Center or, like, doing all these random things that go into event production, now I'm, like, I'm, like, listening to the songs that these guys are working on. I'm like looking at the content they're making to promote their music. Um, like my favorite sessions are just when we have a video chat and my guys will just show me like all the amazing songs they're working on. Just like mm-hmm. a, like a good whip session. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, this is so, this is so awesome, man. And just like, I didn't, I didn't really get that before, dude. Cause yeah. you know, it was one off relationships. We do the show and then on to the next group of, of talent. Um, so yeah, dude, um, you know, like they're showing me their projects and what, and what they're working on. And, you know, it's like, how can we get this out there? What's the right home for this song? Mm. Um, you know, and you know, that's the crux of my job now. Um, and it's, Mm. and I really, really like it. It's, it's, it reminds me why, why I got into it in the first place. And obviously, like you said, I was a producer before, like that creative gene has not gone anywhere. Like I still love art and creating um and so being able to help with that however i can is kind of how i found myself in the space um yeah which has been really gratifying um i did have a quick question for you though um sure so if you kind of started out producing and djing um yeah and maybe you still do a little bit here and there just kind of for the vibes for the fun of it of course um was there a moment that you did you ever have okay two parter? Did you ever yeah. have two parter? The, the dream said no two parters. No, yeah, sorry, it was in your contract, bro. Um, did you ever have like that? You know, dream that really gets everybody into production and DJing in the first place, like getting to that level. For sure, yeah. Like you know, like picturing yourself on the main yeah. stage, definitely, exactly. definitely so had those thoughts. Did you ever have kind of a moment where maybe you kind of came to terms and you accepted, like you know what? like that climb seems very difficult to get to. It seems like maybe not my trajectory or maybe like, I just don't want to put the work in to get to that point. Or Uh like maybe in some cases, not saying this is you or anything like, I just don't have the creativity to get there. Like what was kind of the turning point to get you into the more business side of things? Yeah. Um, all valid reasons to, to opt out of that also side note. But I mean, first off, like I'm not, uh, I'm not 
as talented as a lot as these producers that I think are amazing. Um, which, you know, I, it's tough to talk about cause I think everyone should make art for themselves as much as they like. Like yeah. if you love making beats, it doesn't matter if anyone listens to it. Um, but I guess to scratch my itch, so to speak, like I was like, I don't know. I felt like I, I, I was like, I need a place in this industry somehow. And maybe like, and I can scratch this itch in ways that are easier than trying to become a famous producer, you know, in ways that suit me better. Yeah. And so I think after that first event, when I had just like organized a pretty dope small event, I started looking at myself as like, you know, can I be happy making like behind the scenes contributions? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I think connecting people. Like yeah. Doing, yeah. And like, and like you're in the space, man, like everyone I talk to makes art or makes music. And um, so I think after that first show was like, you know, I can, I can appease this creative need of mine in ways that are more accessible for me. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. feel that because I mean, it feels like just on a personal note, that is somewhat happening to me. Like yeah. in the sense that I've put the podcast in front of my own personal music production. Yeah. hundred you know? percent. It's just like this, this feels like it has more legs or it just, it, uh, there's also like this aspect of producing that it feels, I'm not saying this towards like anyone specifically, but it feels like it's about you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, this is my music. Like I make it yeah. for my fans or whatever, but it's like at the end of the day, I'm the one on the stage. Yeah. And I think for myself, I'm not saying I don't want to do that still. Like that'd be cool. Mm -hmm. Of course. But if you're going to put your 10,000 hours in like, it's it's hard to do two things yeah. or something, you know. Yeah, so. and I, whenever I made beats, and I mean, I, this is probably really common, but um, I was so hung up on on the validation of it. Like, if when you post a banger and get twenty plays, I'm just like, man, like, yeah, I don't know what else I'm supposed to do here. Um, which again, you know, always, you know, really shouldn't matter if it's for you. But I was like, if this is how I want to get big here, and you know, do music stuff at, in general there's gotta be a better way. Well, I feel like this is almost like the most real important point that we've had on the show in a while mm -hmm. that it's okay that, you know, like if, if you want, if you think music is really cool and you want to make it and you want to be a part of it, mm -hmm. that it doesn't, you don't have to be the center of attention. Yeah. You don't, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying you don't have to be the producer. You don't have to be the DJ. Yeah. There's so many different facets of the industry that you can get into yeah. and still feel like, wow, this is, I'm part of a, a greater good or a bigger thing than myself. Totally. I, I think that is definitely a, the essential message. So many, there are so many roles behind a great DJ or any great music act or any great artist. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I can agree more, man. And I guess just to kind of second off that, like if you are feeling like that, like just try, like just try doing something different, like one time. And like, like for me, that was putting an event together, um, yeah. you know, for you is, you know, maybe for you is doing the podcast or, you know, someone else, like you want to start a blog, just like, you know, think about those other avenues that might make you happy. And, you know, you probably won't rack your brain so much and you might find something you really like. It's probably going to be a grind either way. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But yeah, I agree that maybe it's like you got to. It's like the definition of insanity. You just keep doing the same thing and not getting in 
or expecting a different outcome, you're like, yeah, would you got to try something? Different. Yeah. I think a good way to look at it is like, will you be proud of it if it like doesn't like blow up? And I think if the answer to that is yes, like that's a great, that's a great thing to pursue. That's a good yeah. point. Keep doing that's it. a good way to put it. Yeah. Like if you're feeling like what we just did, sometimes after the podcast, I'm like, we just did God's work. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not like actually, but I, I was talking to my friend the other day and I was like, bro, all we have as human beings is just stories. That's like mm-hmm. literally it. Yeah. And I feel like these are a time capsule of stories and, this, totally. this is the format that I guess I've chosen. Yeah. Everything um, is storytelling, dude. Even, even music, you know? Yeah. Or dude, a, a, a dish. Like how much are, whenever you watch like a food show, they're like, <laughs> yeah, it brings me back to like my grandma's cooking. It's always the grandma or like the, yeah. the, the nostalgic cooking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely similar things for sure. Yeah. So like, I don't know. We just got, got kind of out there. I'm sorry. <laughs> but going back to the management thing. Yes. Um, you know, like what were some of the first kind of like, oh, wait, I'm like doing this type of deal. Like you got Tazu. You're like, all right, I got him this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the first thing was probably, um, man, I can't remember what show was. I mean, in some venues, some venues are a lot more low key than others. Like I, I got him a lot of small shows at, at venues in the city that were super easy to book. Like here's your, here's his rate, come through and play, no contract, come chill. Um, but, you know, then you start playing at some of the bigger venues. Like, like I think like getting like official contracts and documentation and agreements, like shit I, you actually got to read through. That yeah. was, that was an, that was an awakening moment for me. Um, which like wasn't unexpected, like, you know, like that's like the job, but yeah. reading through your first like official documents from a promoter or venue, um, you know, that, that was, a, that was a learning experience, um, and places work differently. Um, some people like won't like, they have all these weird things you need yeah, to do I to get know. paid. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I know this, uh, this place we just booked at, um, his payment was really delayed. Uh, and you know, I'm emailing these guys, where is it? Where is it? You know, no one's responding. And, um, I look back in the emails and this guy just like very sloppily sent like an email as, as like a JPEG with no title. And you know what? Like a double email, like I email you at three 30, but I forgot something. So I email you again in 30 seconds. And it has the attachment. Yeah. The, the, the essential information, like super easy to miss. And I was like, Oh, here's like all the, processing information they need for you to get paid. So, you know, I guess like egg is on my face, but like there was no pointing there of attention to this thing. Um, so just like being really thorough, I guess with that is one example, um, an organization too, like these email, email chains get to like 10, 15 people. Oh yeah. One person seems to be each doing like a very particular job. Um, so yeah, staying organized, man. You gotta know how to CC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lots of <laughs> pretty basic, but yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, man. I, you know, I do Google Sheets and Excel sheets, and I keep a big schedule. I have like multiple schedules just on my computer, on my refrigerator of do this, do that. Um, so I guess those are a few things I've okay, learned in the first sure, few yeah. months. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious just because. I mean, I think a lot of people. Does this help? Just any like AI things that have been helping your workflow. I'm trying Have to you implement any of that. Um, 
only for like copywriting. Um, mm. You can be like, write me a contract for this or even like creative copywriting. Um, Dude, I need, I just thought of something that I'm like, yeah, I got to do that. So, yeah. co- so copywriting for um, what specific purpose? You can do like an, inst- like, I mean, marketing Instagram posts, for example, like um, promote this event with these key uh, components and like, it's cool because of this and it'll write you like some really good stuff. Um, and even just going off the rails for a sec, like I'm like doing a job search right now. Like it, it will spew up creative writing for you really quickly. Like if you got to write a bunch of cover letters, Oh yeah, dude. It's type it shit. in. Yeah. You can even like give it like the vibe. Be like, I'm like yeah, this yeah, yeah. type of guy. Dude. It's yeah. It's wild. You, you can <laughs> have it generate something and then be like, say this in like a chiller manner or yeah. like a more laid back tone. And it'll be like, right on bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not actually, but. but something like that. Um, I've been saving all these articles about how to like optimize use of chat GPT that I've been meaning to get to. Um, so I'm in like the beginner stages of using it, but I feel like, I mean, there's so much insight about chat GPT now that I think would be insanely useful. So I'm trying to get more into that. Yeah, for sure. No, but I mean, I just, when you said like email chains and stuff like that, like when it comes to, to writing stuff, I feel like that is so, dude, imagine, this is going to sound like so boomer, but imagine being in school and just like being like, oh, I'm going to just write this paper. Yeah. So like, yeah. Yeah. I don't even know. I wonder how that's even monitored anymore now. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it could be used like email chains would be tough because you're usually responding to things specific things yeah, yeah um like technical requirements and like hospitality advanced type stuff mm-hmm. um but col- i mean yeah sorry what you no saying? you're i mean but i was gonna say like it's a like i mean it's ai so i'm sure you could like put that in and be like respond to all this but mm-hmm. i don't know i haven't implemented it yet i'm probably not at the level i need to be i would that i would reap a lot of benefits from that just yet but i'm sure it could be achieved i was just curious yeah because i've used it for like cold call type things like yeah generate and then you gotta like modify it a bit Mm -hmm. you know yeah make it a little bit more personal it's wild though man i can't believe how quickly it feeds you back your answers don't you feel like the whole ai thing was like holy shit ai and then now it feels like there's still advancements but we're like kind of more like all right, we get it. It's it, still going to be insane. It became commonplace like rapidly. Really fast. Quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So fast. Yeah. Man. Like in a disturbing way. Yeah. I mean, almost in a disturbing way to me that it's like under the radar. Like now that it's not like a fad, mm-hmm. it's not hot right now. Yeah. It's <laughs> waves it, already done. <laughs> it, it's like gonna keep getting way more advanced and we're gonna be like oh sh- wait what it can do that now <laughs> yeah yeah it's crazy man all right yeah not to derail into <clears throat> ai <laughs> um but yeah man like just i don't know do you have any specific goals in mind with the management like year goal five-year goal i was uh, this is just like a quick side tangent before we get into that is we were talking about how things move so fast with mm. someone and how a five-year goal doesn't even seem it's as tough. it doesn't like back in like 1920 having a five-year goal was like yeah yeah but now having a five-year goal especially for like businesses it's like mm-hmm. dude you gotta have like a six-month goal it could yeah that can only be achieved by setting a bunch of 
shorter term goals. Right. Yeah. You know, like, but all that aside, yeah. <laughs> any specific goals for you, like something that you really want to get for your guys and be like, dude, that would be sick. Yeah. I mean, um, they're, I, I'd say they're all like a step short of playing major festivals regularly. So I'd really like to get them all there very soon. Um, I mean, Tyler just played heat wave. Yeah. Congrats amazing on that. start. Yeah. That was all him, dude. Um, he has a great network. He knows a ton of big artists and, and promoters in Chicago. Um, they have better networks than me in a lot of ways, which I'm not shy to say. Um, a lot of times they, they create the opportunity and then, and then I'll handle the business and, and dirty work of it. Um, and that's just fine. Another thing that was made, made clear between both parties, like in every scenario. Um, but yeah, you know, playing festivals, um, I really, they're all at different places too, but, um, I don't know. I, like, I think there's something to be said about, like, I think there can be a hyper focus on playing shows immediately when maybe, um, you should be building your catalog a little bit more. Um, and this is just from learnings. Like I just spoke to Toma, um, who was on here. Yeah. Shout out to him. Yeah. He, he's done some amazing work. Um, and yeah, man, like, because when you are starting to get big, people are going to say, well, how many Spotify's like monthly listeners do you have and how much this and how much that. And, you know, when you're a year or two down the road, would you have rather have made like a few hundred bucks on a few small bookings that you grinded for? Or would you rather have like the resume you need to play like an amazing booking? So I think like yeah. I'm just for me generally, um, this is nothing specific to anyone, but like really focusing on like the groundwork and mm -hmm. The discography and um yeah you know on you know content the, the and TikTok, core like, content yeah like what's there yeah. when you when you look at this dude up um, so what do you think would be more yeah. important in terms of like there's a balance i'm sure mm -hmm. you got to have some music you got to have some like social media presence but like let's yeah. say you had like five thousand monthly listeners on spotify but you had like fifty thousand mm -hmm. uh people following you on instagram like there's different ways That's to leverage it because it's like if you're gonna play a show, if you have fifty thousand followers, yeah, there's a good chance you could get a few of those people out, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I'm not even, I'm not experienced enough to to say for sure, but I feel like you're just going raw numbers at that point because if you're if it's a big opportunity, they just want to sell tickets, right? Like I feel like they're yeah. probably going for the fifty k Instagram followers. You think the Instagram might be more important? Yeah, which is sad, but. It is sad. Well, it's, but we're talking about shows. business. We're talking so. about butts and seats. Too. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, you know, that's about business. That's not even about people music. listening to your music on Spotify doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to come out to your show. It, exactly. It, it could. It could. Um, there's so much geography based with Spotify too. Um, right. Like, yeah. like really good strategists, like look where their listeners are and like we'll book shows there um which i guess sounds obvious as i say it but um i know that's like how a lot of it is done nowadays mm -hmm. yeah getting into the all those uh stats yeah like you see you see random cities on on like small tours for like mid-sized artists and like like that's why you know they, <laughs> <Can't get key. laughs> i don't even know. yeah no exactly man Walk just like gone. states <laughs> yeah. states you can't place on a map like yeah, yeah. must have a small fan base there. <laughs> Rhode Island. No, I don't know. Never, Rhode Island's probably fine. It's just small, you know. Um, 
Yeah, because it's something, I don't know. I also was just thinking like about how if you had 50K Instagram followers or whatever, social media, and then what if your account just got hacked, bro? This is just something, yeah. okay, like, I don't know if you've thought about, I was just thinking about this the other day. As I like, would hope you would have like a, a, a certain level of support from Meta yeah. at that point. Like you must, would? they can't give customer support to everyone, but... But if you're verified, they'll uh, be like, all right. Yeah. Well, can't you like buy a ver like, no, yeah, that's, that was the joke. The blue, like, yeah. Yeah. No, I got you. That sucks that the blue check means nothing now, basically. Yeah. I mean, can, can you, any person can f straight up pay a, f a lump sum of money and get it. Right. Is it pretty much that simple? And it boosts your shit too. Like, I think it's like, it's, you're like three times more, um, yeah. seeable. That's probably not yeah. the right word. I guess I, I got, I mean, I, I got it for them. That's too bad. I don't know. It's, it's kind of a nice bad. goal to attain, attain that you can now just buy. Yeah. It's like that ASAP Ferg, Ferg song. Yeah. It's like that blue check going validate <laughs> me. Yeah. Not anymore. Like I used to play 2K, um, like NBA 2K and you like boost your guy with virtual currency, but everyone, you just like pay like a hundred bucks and make your guy a 99. Mm. Like what fun is that? You're not working for anything. Dude, that is something <laughs> that is so real. Like, I mean, just to go back to video games for one second. Yeah, like do a quick tangent. <laughs> like, I always I I played like shooters, like Modern Warfare and stuff, and like yeah. you can just buy to get to the stuff. Uh -huh. I wish that they just gave you all the shit in the start, bro. Why can't we all just be on like that, yeah. or at least give me the guns that are like basically the most? I don't know, man. It's just this is yeah. Well, it's just kind of like this business ruins happens. everything in a way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I, they're just raking it in, but. It's not very chill. <laughs> no. Or like common man focused. <laughs> Me and Mace, I think we were just talking about some stuff like this, how like everything is rigged um, before we got, yeah, before no, you got I'll, here. I'll, I'll conspiracy like, geek out on like <laughs> professional sports being rigged. Oh yeah. And oh, stuff yeah. like terrible calls at the end of the games and stuff. Super oh. Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. It, I'm not a theorist. I don't see myself as a conspiracy guy, but some of this stuff, it's like, man, it seems like the most logical explanation. I'm the antithesis of a sports guy. Like I like playing sports, but I just don't watch them. So people okay. just will be like, yeah, dude. And they just traded this guy. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's ragged. <laughs> that's wild, bro. <laughs> like, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Well, at least, at least you play. You're not the antithesis. Though. Well, I don't even really play anymore. I'm just saying like playing sports is fun. Yeah, watching sports can be really fun too if it's an exciting game. But that's I what know. I love about the music industry, man. Is like everybody in it. Nobody really talks about sports much. It's all just mm -hmm. about music shit. Like, are you a sports nice guy? Breath no. no, I do the exact same thing. Mace you do. is part of a frat, dude. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we have an ongoing joke. <laughs> ongoing joke that Mace is part of a frat. And you also love sports. And I love sports, dude. Sports. <laughs> now, like, you know, at the YMCA, the guy would walk in and he'd be like, Lakers, huh? I'm like, yeah. Uh, dude, the, the sports gear is the worst. Like, I've, just, like, wearing a hat. Like, oh, big fan, huh? It's like, no, man. It's just my cool hat. Dude, just I, back off. <laughs> I, uh, I used to live in Wrigleyville. And, like, I... When you live in Wrigleyville, this is for Chicago people, you just, I don't care how big of a Cubs fan you are. Maybe, maybe you, you could deal with it, I guess, if you're a really big Cubs fan, but like you just can't deal with it because there's, whenever there's a Cubs game, it just becomes insanity. 
It's like yeah. so annoying. Yeah. I and mean, I do like baseball. I'm a Cubs fan. Yeah. But I mean, that would, that would suck a lot. Living. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm like, okay, I, I'm, you know, I like it. Um, but then there was a point where I would just wear like Cubs stuff just to like fit in, just to be like, yeah, no, yeah. for sure. Just get everyone off your back. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was, it was like my camouflage. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah. Anyway, um, should we like have, have some fun, play a little track? I know that this is yeah. not the main reason that you came No, you're here, good. But I, it would be, I thought it'd be kind of fun. Yeah, no, I was super down when you asked. Um, I, I, I dig the three that I sent you. So okay. um, you guys can let it rip. I'm down. Anything you want to hear first? Um, yeah, so you got my super raw file names on there. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I think the first one I want to hear is uh, called sick.chill.wav. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wave. Oh, yeah. Um, the song is called Mon Freud, which is French for cold world. My buddy Dan played bass on it and guitar in the second half of the song. Cool. Yeah. all this side stuff going on i was a big uh, panning adds so much to yeah. a song i think do you know the 90s the, the 90s? The era? 90s, no. Like, the <laughs> era. era. <laughs> Are you a 90s kid? No. Um, British producer, I think. Like, beat maker. <sighs> I might. This is so reminiscent of him. Mm. The verb on that little like chime thing that ping, yeah yeah real nice it real works nice. well in there I love lo-fi music man so uh, oh yeah that was cool man I was, I was glad with that one when it was done was there anything about that one specifically that like um you remember like uh where were you set and set <laughs> <laughs> um it was a classic like sitting on it for a year and a half type of thing right. like just like eighty percent done forever kind of scared to go back into it because like it's so good i'm just like you know let's mess it up or something but um yeah dude uh, like i said my buddy dan played the bass and guitar on it uh super fun to work with him on it he is uh 
he's a real musician. He's in a band. He's been playing for years. Um, so I learned from him. Um, but yeah, I do that one. It's just like very aligned with music. I love like I, I almost always have lo-fi or some type of ambient vinyasa yoga sound going on in my apartment at all times. Mm. Um, so that was, that was super on point with, with that type of stuff I always have going. Like I, I was like this, this could come on on shuffle in a playlist that I have and it would fit right in. And that's what I was most proud of about it. Mm. Do you listen to like meditation music type of deal? Like what? A, yeah. What but, is vinyasa yoga? <laughs> that was, I guess that was just like a vibe descriptor. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, okay, okay, yeah. I mean, a lot of it is no drums. A lot of it is truly just like ambient. Like I'm an Apple music guy, which, you know, I'll get crucified for, but why? I don't think so. Uh, well, just because the whole world uses Spotify. Dude, I, because they were there first, man. It's a great there, app. Like, like I've just, I started on Apple and I'm not leaving. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I've just, I'm too used to it. I um, will say the one thing that Apple really has on Spotify is that they'll post entire sets yeah. for like, from like DJs and they'll oh, have really? the individual tracks on does, there. Is, does Spotify not do that? No. That's huge, Dude, man. I, that's I love like, how they do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, because like Arc will like post actual like, sets yeah i was always DJs. impressed they would they'll have Wait, like what? ids on yeah. there i'm upset no, they'll, they'll put ids on there and yeah. you can cut to each like track as they're transitioning or just listen to the whole thing mm-hmm. but what about rogan <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding yeah Dude. that's why i'm switching off <laughs> <laughs> like that's actually dope though so it's kind of like almost almost like mixed cloud or something like, damn near but you can but actually like in. skip between each that ID is really impressive like, that yeah. they have that yeah um also the interface is dope like yeah. the app just looks beautiful on your phone it which it yeah, is typically course. an iphone so yeah. that's cheating i guess but but yeah man um nothing wrong with it i don't know how we got to the <laughs> wait i was apple. saying well I, uh <laughs> last um gloat on apples they have they make amazing playlists and they have a lot of yeah. uh like one of them is called flow state which mm-hmm. is, it's like i guess like the paragraph description is like this is great for like vinyasa yoga or like focusing or studying or blah 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 um and so it's like a lot of lo-fi and ambient but i mean there's millions of these playlists so um sure. and i guess i wouldn't say i listen to it like i'm not like I'm going to go see what like all the new ambient guys are dropping, but it'll right. just, it's just like soundtrack for living, I mm. guess, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, no, I just that. have it on while I'm like cooking or doing whatever around the house. Mm. Yeah. Anything. Reading. It's really good for it too. I don't know what it is with like Spotify, but I just, I end up listening to so much of the same music and I don't know if it's mm-hmm. inherent to like Spotify or if I'm just like one thing I hate I is know. that, uh, um, a lot, like a lot of times I feel like I'll shuffle on Apple and it goes to the very similar pack of songs. And I feel like it's like picking your favorites, mm-hmm. but it's like, I want a true raw shuffle. Me too. Dude, you Spotify know, does the same thing. It's the, Dude, yeah, like, stop that's going. what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Like I like get deep in there. Like my, <laughs> my playlist, my liked songs on Spotify are probably like six or 7,000, maybe more now. Yeah. And I hear maybe 400 of them. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I feel like there should be a slider for like true shuffle or like. Yeah. Shuffle. No algorithm shuffle yeah. versus. Dude, I do you think we're going to hit that point where we're just like 
people are going to be in the streets like we don't want the algorithm we don't, like, or i don't know like, i don't know man i don't know if it i don't know if it's pissed me off more than it's helped me find dope shit so yeah there's a balance yeah like, sometimes it's like dude yeah I did, I did want that and then you're like stop feeding me the same thing i'm sick of it yeah like, i got something else i gotta put out there on this topic I need someone to invent like an integration where if I send you a Spotify link that I text you, I can like hold oh, it yeah. down and it'll bring up like SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify. Oh, dude, they're not going to do that, man. Apple specifically, the green text box, they literally specifically <laughs> make that a thing. There's so you feel ostracized. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it's an easy fix. It should make it like even worse, like brown. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, like the, the, you can't even see it. Like it's just yeah. No, error. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, I guess that would never happen for business purposes. But how nice would that be, dude? Like I because I'll be actually great. go on Spotify to send my buddies songs I really want them to listen to. So yeah. make it easy on them. But something like that would be dope. Well, when I send Mace videos, it's just like garbled. Like I don't even know what happens to it on Mace's end. It's just yeah. like fucking <laughs> I'm, I'm on Android, man, and they just yeah. It just tanks the video over. quality. Yeah. Dude, I've always wanted a non Apple phone. Yeah, but I, like, I, I mean, used, I can't. I, I used can't, to have an Android. I can't ever get off. But no. once you're locked in, you're locked in, man. That's yeah, it. but I so just, you're a Galaxy guy? No, I'm a $250 like T-Mobile phone. Like, hey, oh, what do you have for too, like though. under 300 bucks? And they're like, there's this, and for <laughs> three plus years, it's doing Dude, great. Dude, I see all these yeah. Boost Mobile stores in Chicago. I've been meaning to pop in. Yeah. <laughs> what's going on in there? Dude, I mean, it is frustrating. You remember GroupMe, that app? I still use GroupMe, man. Do so you? Don't Why? say it like yeah. that. <laughs> we might have to get a GroupMe because, like, the texting is just not, doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, they don't have, like, or, like uh, Discord, maybe. The, like, the archival aspects. Like, GroupMe's got, like, the gallery of old photos. It's easier to kind of go look stuff up, I guess. The, just, like, a raw chat with text is how are you going to find anything? Mm. Oh, you can't. Do, oh, I see what you're saying. Like in app in the messages, you can like look up something specific and yeah, yeah. Which I guess I don't know. You can do that with iMessage too. But GroupMe has like I don't know the group <laughs> group chat components that are nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are all like such first world things, <laughs> dude. I can't send him this. But the amount of like. Um, you know, like, oh, I got to send this to like WeTransfer to get it to my phone to like, because I have a PC and just like, mm -hmm. it would be nice if they did a little bit more integration. Yeah. But I guess, hey, there's probably a reason why they do all of that. Yeah. It's to like make it so you're like, Steal our it's mind. like a tribal thing. Yeah. Are you Apple? Yeah. But like, I always feel like the new Google phone or whatever. I don't even know what it it's is. Sick, Must yeah. be insanely dope. No, it, is, <laughs> it definitely is dope. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I think we play another track because I, I also want to hear another one that's like, are they all that same vibe? No, I, I got a good mixed bag for you. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Which, which of the, um, we've got moody and smooky. <laughs> smooky. Uh, it is, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's do smoky. It's my take on a, a fog beat.
I gotta, I gotta send you some guys after this, dude, because this is do, like, man. yeah, hitting, this is hitting right here. It's a pretty good example of like shit that I love. Yeah, yeah. When did you make this one? It's one of the last ones I made uh, two years ago ish. Mm. This one goes in the car. Oh yeah, great car song. <laughs> this is a, yeah, this is a great driving song. Yeah. You gotta be going kind of quick. Yeah, no, this is highway the, speeds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I made like a quick little video to just post this on IG and um, it was all clips from uh, the Goofy movie. Mm. His kids oh. like it's he's graduating on the last day of school. He's like running out of the out of school and like jumping in people's swimming pools and shit on his skateboard. It's pretty good vibe to visualize the track. I think <laughs> Goofy movies were good. Was there more than one? I think so. Yeah, I think there's a couple. Jerry's like, yeah, there's like four. You know, I've seen them all. Here are their names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, that was sweet. Dude, Thank you, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. You, uh, it's a summer, Bob. I saw you recently posted about um, bringing back a little bit of like uh, like another project yes. in the sense that oh, you're dialed in on my pages, dude. Thank I, you. Well, you know, sometimes <laughs> I just get lucky where I'm like, oh, cool. Like, uh, yeah, I didn't know about that. Yeah. So, yeah, um, very much a for fun thing. But um, I had this old like mood board, just like art, like sharing other people's art page called uh, Sway Parfait. Mm. Um, Sway Boy. Yeah, stick sticking on the sway theme. Um, wait, 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 just to clarify, Sway Boy is Instagram sway, handle. Sway I, Boy is my Instagram handle, which I'll just explain quickly. Like I didn't, I haven't even thought it was very sick in a long time. But <laughs> it is my name when I started DJing in college, and like I just I carried that through so long that it was too sticky to get rid of. Mm. So, and it's fine. You know, I could have maybe dumped the boy at some point, but not having anymore. Um, but so the parfait was just like an art. It was really a mood board to put it simply. I was just sharing other people's stuff. Like if any, either of you guys know like Lil Jupiter on Instagram, he just posts a bunch of cool, random swag art stuff. Um, but I deleted that. I took everything down um, and I've been, so I actually just explained it on this post I did, but um, 
I've been doing my own art lately, just like illustrating for fun. Um, primarily just like I will just draw stuff with pen marker. I just got some watercolors and then just taking it into Photoshop and, and messing around doing abstract stuff. Um, and I'm just going to post, I'm just going to post all my art stuff there just for fun. Um, when I kind of, I, I kind of explain like when I got away from music production, I, I kind of left that created that itch to create a little neglected. So I just started doing art, just illustrating and it's been really fun, dude. It's a great creative release. Like, like looking back on when I was making music, like I kind of had that realization that we touched on earlier, which was like tweaking about like plays and validation Yeah, that can really stunt the fun of it. So now I'm just like very, just like drawing random shit, making fun stuff that I dig and posting it. And that's, that's what it is. I think you said that the thing, which is just for fun. Yeah. Like you gotta be doing it just for fun. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like even, even if you are like a person who's still creating for money, like, yeah, yeah. When, when you're making art and, but then you're making it to pay your rent, it's, you're changing the whole ball game. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if a ton of, you know, musicians have a side thing that they do just for them, you know, or maybe, you know, maybe it's just that a certain sound that they do just for them, or maybe it's a totally different hobby, but I think like creating with no rules and goals is like really important. Mm. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. Cause it becomes too serious. Like when you're like, dude, how do I, yeah. You, how do I like, you know, capitalize? Yeah. Like how this? come I didn't get any likes on this? Yeah. Like dude, yeah. like that you just like, don't ruin it, man. Like this is cool. Or like just thinking about all the things that you should be doing and shouldn't be doing. Um, yeah whatever like it, it yeah. kind of just muddies the water in totally in your brain my first post got like 30 likes so that was like i'm like all right, i'm like getting my practice of not giving a shit about that <laughs> which is great hey man yeah just gotta put it out there sometimes no exactly but um yeah dude He's, I, I think share i think just sharing it is a big part too just a to like say that it's done and be, um, I don't know, putting yourself out there just like from a general perspective, like always good, always, always will grow from that. I think so. Yeah. Unless you're like that one unlucky soul that someone just like <laughs> was having a bad day and they're just like, dude, you know what? F this sucks or something. Like yeah. if someone commented. Yeah. Like I was talking, I mean, this is an extreme example, but like if you're like, dude, I really want to do like stand up comedy and I feel like it's gonna be cool. <laughs> and then you go up. And like your first show is just brutal. Dude, I have so much respect for comedians and any vocalist for that matter. Like yeah. you go to an underground like rap show, like local guys, no one's there and they're just spitting their heart out. Mm -hmm. Like, man, dude, that's impressive as it's hell. Like putting yourself out there like to the extreme. Yeah, you don't, your, how much more can you do it even? You don't have your like buttons stripping to hide ass naked. Oh, exactly right. <laughs> That's how I feel yeah. when I'm DJing. I'm like, I got my buttons to hide behind. <laughs> Dude, I know. I'm always like, this is like a cheap way to be a stage performer. <laughs> I know. And and there are some people that do it on a level where I'm like, this is like, I'll see. Yeah, no, like, people this do. This is fucking sick. Yeah, like, people in. do it well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I'm actually, I'm making portfolio just kind of gather all my work right now and i i'm like going through these old videos of me djing i'm like dude i was boring as hell mm. like i was just like i don't know no stage presence at all mm. and it was kind of hard to watch <laughs> well i mean it takes i feel like it takes some time to be like not focused on just like 
making sure you don't fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. And then paying attention to the crowd, you know? Yeah. Very true. It can add a lot though, dude. I've seen like every video that's been taken of me DJing and I'm just staring down at their like getting really technical with my mix and I'm like putting like 80% of my work (laughs) into the 20% that nobody gives a shit about. Yeah. Like, yeah. A video of just a DJ and like, like you can't see the crowd at all. It's like, it's just a guy standing there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. But you can make it look, you can make it look cool if you get the right angle. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's true though. Yeah. I think, I think probably most DJs have that like, yeah, almost. And, and uh, there's a music quality where it doesn't matter because, like, this is just amazing. But right, you know, when you're on the come up, grinding, gotta do those extra things. And I just wasn't good at that as a performer. I just feel like, like, even I remember we were talking to Kai, um, who's one of our buddies, oh, sure. pre- previous uh, podcast <laughs> guest. We were leaving this venue after playing. And there was another uh, venue inside this place where there was like a band playing. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, uh, a bunch of real instruments or, or no, he said it <laughs> in a way that he was like d- degrading us like as DJs, yeah. which is like funny. Like, and I think a lot of DJs probably feel the same way. Like, yeah, we're button pushers, but like when it's fun, dude, still, yeah. some of my favorite musical experiences almost all of them are DJ sets. So like there's, there's levels to this shit, you know, it's a different type of energy, I think, but there is like a self deprecating thing that I always do. At least I don't know what it is. I think a lot of people probably understand. Well, it's, it's weird. It's like, I feel like it's almost like a primal, like, you know, lizard brain shit where you're putting yourself (laughs) on the line, right? You're making yourself vulnerable. You're playing these songs that people might not fuck with. Yeah. You don't want to look up. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's hard. Look at them. And if like somebody's not dancing, (laughs) you're like, you're like, (laughs) you know what I was, you know what I was thinking about? Uh, That hit dude. Yeah. That's real. (laughs) You know what I was thinking about? So Mace played a show the other day with a band and you Uh were doing, you were doing a little bit more than like, just DJing like you were you were out there and I noticed that you had just like your shades on and I was like dude I I get it now like (laughs) I understand why DJ Snake always wears shades or like people wear shades in the club it's because he's looking at his crossfader (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. it's because you don't really want to like you don't want people to know where you're looking yeah. yeah. No. Well, I, 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 when you said that, I remember just like being scared to look at the crowd a few yeah. times. Like that's fair. I think that's a real fear. It definitely is. Yeah. Okay. Wait, this is a really random thing, but it's so funny and it's like lore among my friend or me and my one friend, but there's, you know how like DJ snake always has those same shades. Yeah. There's, uh-huh. there's a picture of him and he doesn't have his shades on and his eyes are like cross-eyed oh <laughs> or like, God. they're like looking in different directions. And for a long time, <laughs> like did the internet get him? Yeah, or was no, no, no. Maze, okay, look at that. It's okay. just like DJ snake without his glasses. And for a long time, me and my buddy were just like, bro, what? That's why he wears like, the glasses. Oh. And then I found the real picture one time and I was like, Oh, someone just like Photoshop. Internet this. got him good. Dude, but I was so convinced. Do you see? Yeah, dude. Dude, swing it around, man. So yeah, wait, what's like bad? It's, oh it's one of those God. Twitters. Hang on, hang on. I just like, yeah. oh. <laughs> yeah, I just remember 
having a visceral reaction. <laughs> oh man! Is that it? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Dude, there's no way anyone bought that. At least I like, That's completely unbelievable. I was like, that's <laughs> why, dude. Because we had like an ongoing joke. We were just like, dude, he's always got the shades on, and then we saw that, and we're like, dude. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Oh man, good times, good times. Um. All right, well, l- let's run the last track since we got it. Yeah, and then, just one uh, more. We got, a, we got a wrap up question. We'll send this baby home. Sick. Sounds good, dude. Cool. Dude, this Thank is crazy. You. Like this, like I'm not like dating your music at all, but like this takes me back to like 20, like 15, like totally. smoking in my car, like driving through like yeah. cold winter nights, snow would coming down, and it's fuck like. any of these or are they like sound they're tracks? they're all out everywhere so really yeah go run it up cool <laughs>
anyway, thanks for sharing, man. I, I appreciate it. Of course, that. dude. That was fun to listen to those again. I haven't, I haven't run those in years, honestly. It's been a sec. Yeah. Yeah. I'd come to a Sway Boy DJ set. They're fun, man. Um, I mean, I never got to play chill stuff though. I was mm-hmm. always turning up. Um, which I, I have turn up songs too, but they're not even my favorites. So those were like my three faves I've made probably. It, you know what? Uh, I, I wonder if anyone like, I wish I had like a Q and a possible like call in, dude, we should do a call in. That'd be sick. Ooh, anyway, be um, <laughs> or maybe like pre-recorded <laughs> stuff. Um, but I feel like it's hard to make really hype stuff for myself mm-hmm. in the bedroom. Like, yeah. Cause I get sick of it really quick. So when I'm in the bedroom, I always end up making like chill shit that I like, I can always listen I to. I found myself doing the same thing, man. I was like, I'm chilling now. Yeah. Like, I'm, ch- I'm, I'm chilling in the chill now. Mood. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to make that like hype. Yeah. Occasionally it, it will happen. That's why I think a collab is great for a hype track. You can get your buddy over, mm. get some energy going. Mm, that's real. Yeah. I, I yeah. worked with my one buddy, Nate on a bunch of, you know, very good, you know, I mean, they're, they're really solid EDM tracks. So, um, I found it a little bit easier to make that type of stuff with someone else in the room. Mm, that's real. I got to try that out. Sorry. Just really long burp. Um, <laughs> let's, let's bring this baby home. That's so sweet, dude. as, as you're probably aware, I ask a wrap up question and, you know, speaking of bangers, what was like the most banger concert? sick favorite concert you've ever been to um yeah you know i knew you were gonna ask me this i never (laughs) quite landed on an answer no yeah Um, i still haven't either really it's tough dude but i guess you know maybe i mean for sure one of the most pivotal ones for me was uh a mr carmack show i saw in austin texas Mm -hmm. i mean He's he's for sure my number one dance music inspiration. Maybe my favorite musical artist of all time. Um, Could do a whole pod just about him. But um, I also met him at the show. He he's um, always just chilling, dude. He was yeah. He was totally chilling. I met him a couple times at his shows. He's just walking around. Yeah, um, I know he's completely sober now, and he almost seems like a maybe more fun guy to run into. He was like super quiet when I met him totally nice and, and polite. Um, I just ran up to him. I was like, yo dude, I mean, you know, the fanboy pitch. I was like, I'm a massive fan. I worship you. Um, may have smoked a joint together. Um, and then he, he just threw down one of his classic eclectic sets with a ton of chill beats and dubstep and trap and like disco house. Um, Mm. And it was really fire. It was just, it was cool that I got to meet one of my biggest inspirations. And um, yeah, it was a, I can't remember the name of the venue, but it was in Austin, um, like 2017, maybe. So that was cool. So many others too. Um, I saw Great Dane at Subterranean here not too long ago. Love Great Dane. His new album is amazing. Definitely within the same. Yeah. Dude, do they have that, uh, him and Great Dane have that track, Cocaine, or, or I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so like kind of funnied out somehow. I can't remember how exactly it's spelled. Um, and yeah, dude, I love a ton of indie rock too. I saw Japanese Breakfast a few weeks ago. I saw her last year too. She's awesome. Yeah, those are a few that come to mind. Nice. Yeah. yeah, dude, Carmack is like, 
the unrequited goat. Like he is just the guy. Yeah. But you know it's funny, he just stays in the underground. Like he's yeah. still a big name, but he's not like it seems as like big he, as he could. Yeah, he clearly be. chose a route to do what he wants. Yeah. I think cuz I mean he could be producing top 40 if he oh, wanted yeah. to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and I love how he never stuck to a sound. Mm-hmm. Made so many bangers and then like did a whole EP of him singing. Yeah. Like, there were some good tracks on there. Yeah. Yeah. Just prolific in the amount of music too. There's so totally. much. It's all yeah. free, I think, for the most part. Like, yeah. I, I just downloaded like his whole discography on, off Bandcamp yeah. or his website. Yeah. Like, pretty much all still up there. Yeah. There's a couple like EPs that I think you got to dig for a little bit, but. I want to say I've had I've gotten everyone, but yeah, who can be sure? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I recently just started like downloading some music lately and like having it on my computer, and I'm like, this is fun. Like yeah. I have, <laughs> I don't have to stream this. Like it's just I, I this is what I own. Yeah, it's not quite uh, you know, vinyl. <laughs> yeah, but no, it, but I'm getting like back a, into like Bandcamp too, dude. It's yeah, nice. it's like there was a sacred thing about you know what you have on your ipod and like mm-hmm. now the you can listen to everything yeah and what you end up listening to is like suggested shit from spotify or apple music and like i just don't like that <laughs> yeah i want podcast on that dude. i know yeah i'm going back to streaming it. music has gotten because totally i feel like it's influenced my taste more than i have which is a huge bummer i feel that it's a yeah. bummer, yeah, dude. It's a bummer. Sound but it's also like, sick. I mean, you get pushed no, yeah. a lot of cool music and like you yeah. can reach like everybody. Right? Yeah. I, like, I've definitely found more music that's like like universally accepted. Like classics. Because mm-hmm. I just get pushed to that. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't really know about this classic. Yeah. But and I have done some deep dives on like specific genres. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's just I don't know. I always, I always beat myself up for actually not listening to my own playlists more. Like I'm Mm. constantly looking for new shit. I was like, dude, I gotta go list. I just found all this dope stuff. Like I gotta go back and revisit. Like I do obviously, but I need to do it more. Mm. Yeah. I feel you. I just made a playlist for like summer and I was listening to it at the beach and I turned to my friend. I was like, dude, this is a great playlist. And I was like, or no, I kept going like, this is a great song. And I was like, yeah, of course it's a great song because I put it in my playlist <laughs> and like yeah. I like this song. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I I foresaw mentioning this today, like just the classic. Like, what's this gas I'm playing up for my own playlist right now? Yeah, like, yeah, I have yeah. no idea. I just don't remember it. I don't remember the song at all. Uh-huh. Yeah, you liked it once for five minutes and moved on with your life. <laughs> here's here's a quick question before we wrap. Do you ha- is there like a name for a playlist that you? It's like your grab bag playlist where you just throw shit because you're like, I don't know what to put this in yet. Yeah, it's uh, it's called Sway Sandwiches. <laughs> Sway Sandwiches. <laughs> and this is just for me. Like, I mean, maybe my two of my five friends on Apple Music have ga- have given it a little spin. But yeah, that's like my everything eclectic. Mm-hmm. Don't know what's coming next playlist. And yeah. I love it. I, yeah, I have like a playlist where like I'll put everything and then maybe sort it later but probably not actually yeah. and it's just called keepers nice do you have one mace dude i like rotate through so like every three or four months i'll just create a new playlist for that season 
and whatever I like, I'll stick it in there. So mm-hmm. I've got like going back four years, probably like four playlists a year. Are right? they dated like spring? Yeah. No. 20, so, yeah. And I try and come up with like a clever name. So That's I'm funny, like, dude. I do this. Yeah. I started doing the seasons too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's totally time bound. Like it's not genre specific at all. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's funny. Exactly. That's and I what I need to do is go back and actually find like, you know, try and organize a little bit more and yeah. Make like when make you're sense, with, but... when you're with a group of people and you got a DJ, like yeah. you're on the ox, like I gotta, I gotta Dude. curate my things so much. Cause like I know, there huh? might be a crazy bass song that you guys are going <laughs> to yeah. run away to whoa, from whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, no, on here. <laughs> no, you, you could, you could literally make like 20 different playlists for like shit that like, you know, I would listen to with my friends or like just shit that white people like and nobody's (laughs) like still people are going to be unhappy and you're like, I don't have a playlist for every single scenario. Yeah. 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 Totally. I just, I go to my keepers playlist and honestly half the time, like none of this will work right now. Yeah. Well, I just go in there and you you just got to delete the, the risky ones and usually like (laughs) the meat of it will be remotely agreeable. There was a time where I was doing like, now that's what I call music or something like just joking. You could do now that or like now that's what I call mace number 23 or something or like it's just the, I don't know. It's just throwing it out there. If my you favorite, want it. my favorite playlist that I own is uh, that I own that I have is uh, my Shazam tracks. Cause yeah. that's, Oh, the, that's, Ooh, like that's the a good one. Biggest dude. mix of like me listening to the radio or hearing a song. Yeah. Um, like, I, I don't know. You're just like remembering or, those moments immediately. Yeah, exactly. Which is cool. I was in yeah. Chipotle. Yeah. Why does Chipotle have such good playlists? I don't know. <laughs> do they do actually? First time I heard ones. like Kate Renata was, I think at Chipotle. I was like, this is, this is yeah. Hot. Yeah. I've heard some bangers at Chipotle too. Yeah. Um, Fuck, there was something else I was going to say, but totally forgot it. And that's why we should end. <laughs> um, brother, thank you for coming on. That was any, awesome, Any man. shout outs that you'd like to um, give out? Yeah, for sure. Uh, shout out to you guys, Jerry and Mace. That Thanks. was super fun. Thank you. Um, shout out to all my artists, Tazu, Cozy Cav, and Care. A few more on the way as well. Um and all my guys who helped me do Goosebumps to start, uh, J-Ray, Freddie, Nate, uh, Andrew Dilo, um, they did a ton of work with me, and I'm here because of them, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pour one out for the boys. <laughs> Still very close with all of them. <laughs> Nothing to be poured. I'm, like, yeah. saying that they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, not on my floor. Not tonight. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much, and... We'll see you next time. Good stuff. Later. Later.